Keep Shooting Podcast, Episode 6. This is the Quarantine Pod. Um, I was getting a lot of people that were, that were reaching out saying that I needed to do another episode. I think a lot of people are hitting the wall in terms of what they're, what they're taking in content-wise. And some people have taken in all five episodes and were like, hey, man, when's the next one? Uh, so this is it. This is it. Hopefully we can provide some value. When I say we, uh, I'm talking me because it's just, it is just I on this podcast. I figured fill you in on a little bit what's been going on in my quarantine world on top of you know possibly helping you continue along your path or your journey of becoming a better shooter or even just understanding shooting on a uh, on a deeper level. So uh, with that, I, I kind of want to just get, get right into it. I think the most common question I've been getting has been, uh, hey man, I'm stuck at home. I can't go anywhere. They took the rims down. They boarded them up. Uh, so I have no hoop. Can I get better with no hoop? And I know that this may sound a little strange, but I honestly believe that you can become a much better shooter without a hoop. So I say that because I've, I've, I've mentioned it before and probably on another podcast and then definitely within you know the content that I've done. But we as human beings have such a tendency to attach ourselves to outcomes all of the time. Um, like I said, I, I know I said this, but I was at the PGC, PGC camp once and they were refu- referring it to, they were referring this, I can't talk, they were referring this to NATO, which, which means not attached to outcomes. But, what, but what ultimately what happens is we get so caught up in a make for some miss that even if, we, if we're trying something new, we tend to be like, hey man, this isn't working. You know, I'm missing shots. Why do I want to do this when I'm missing shots? Not understanding there's going to be a little bit of a grow, you know, you know, a, 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 there's going to be some pain to the process early on. It's just the way it's going to go. The beautiful thing about not having a hoop to work with is that you could just isolate what it is that's causing you problems to begin with. And it's not going to give you that automatic feedback of makes versus misses, right? You can actually just really start to get aware of what you're doing, how the, the ball-to-body relationship, can you move ball before body? Let's focus on our grip. Let's focus on our rotation. Let's focus on what, what fingers the ball is coming off last. If you can just do those things and you can kind of just put it all into this vacuum where there's no makes or misses, I think that you really have a, a, a phenomenal opportunity in front of you to, to come out of this a much, much better shooter. Um, just because your understanding of what it is your body has to do can be just so much better than than probably ever before. You know what I mean? So, But it's one of those things where you'd really have to commit to it. And you'd have to have a plan in terms of what you need to do. You also need, need to know what you need to do. But so often, I mean, we get in the gym, the hoop's there. Next thing you know, we, we go in with the intent to do one thing. And we end up just doing a million different things. So we never really focus on the thing that we came there for. So this is one of those things, man. It's 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 a it's a strange time for sure, but you know, you can you can make the most out of it. We can all make the most out of any situation. And I don't want to be that guy on Twitter that says, You need to come out of this with a brand new skill set, da, da, da. I'm not gonna be that guy. You know what I mean? But I, I do think that if you wanted to take advantage of it, it's it's there to take advantage of it. But you just have to to really understand that it's it's going to be a process and that it's not going to be the most rewarding thing in the world because you're not going to see shots go in. 
But like I said, you can start to develop an awareness of ball and body in which you're going to maybe maybe start to understand energy transfer a little bit better than than you normally would or, or something along those lines. So, um, you know, it's 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 there. It's there. Why not? Why not do it? You can do things when you shoot to yourself. You'd be surprised how many people struggle shooting the ball straight up in the air to themselves and having the ball come right back down in the same position. I always say shooting comes to, you know, the, the goal of shooting, we're shooting at a target. So, you know, if we don't have a hoop, we got to just make our make different targets. Your hands can be a target, shooting straight up in the air to yourself. Um, then to shoot the line drill, you know, find find ways to to find a line outside and then take your normal shot, line whatever whatever dominant side foot up on that line and, and see where that ball's falling every single shot, see if it's, it's falling straight. Ball has to do two things to go in, it has to go up and it has to go straight. So why not work on some things that, that are going to allow you to do that a little bit better? Also shooting against a wall, if you have a wall, you can uh, you can implement the the backboard type of shots where you can really start to work on trajectory. Don't just shoot against the wall and have the ball come right back down to you. Creep up close to the wall as close as possible um, and try to shoot up against the wall so that when it comes down, the ball bounces in front of you. This is going to force you to move ball before body and really, really, really make the player adjust to what kind of trajectory they're getting on the ball. Um, so... You know, it's it's one thing to just shoot against the backboard and have it come right back to you. Anybody can do that, and and we can get away with with really bad mechanics that way. You know, we can shoot line drives, and the ball is going to come right back to us, and it looks going to look like we're doing the drill the right way. Um, but add that bounce to it, and the closer the wall you get, the harder it becomes. Um, you know, I think that's that's another another really good one to to take away. So, can you get better without a hoop during quarantine? Yeah, absolutely. App. Absolutely. So, I mean, take advantage if you want. Um, I do believe that the deeper understanding we have of what, what we're doing is going to lead us eventually to, to, to becoming a better shooter. I believe that if I would have, you know, had somebody, I don't want to say had somebody, but if, if maybe I was uh, more interested in, in taking that journey down, to, down the path of understanding in my shot, I, I believe I would have been an even better shooter um, when I was in high school and when I was in college. But um, I'm I'm where I'm at where I'm at now and hopefully I can help somebody get to that get to that point. So that's what I wanted to talk about first. Um you know, and then what what have I been doing during quarantine? Mike, what have you been doing with this time, bro? What's been what's been going on? First of all, the keep shooting subscription has been going awesome. Growing every day. Uh we're in man, so many countries. It's crazy. It's awesome to see people's progress. The internet can be such a cool thing sometimes, especially when you're when you're when you're kind of working together in order to to achieve this ultimate goal. Uh, so that that's been awesome, and this is this has definitely afforded me more time to to spend on that, knocking out workouts. I just put together a seven week ground up uh, shooting program uh, for anybody in the in my subscription, especially you know newcomers who are a little bit newer to shooting, who aren't you know who who are looking for for more of that uh, revolutionary change, I guess as Rob Fodor would say, versus an evolutionary, but um, it's going to be for everybody, and, and I'm, I'm excited to get that started. So that's definitely been something I've been doing, and then and then reading a lot, man. Um, I, I I've always enjoyed reading. Usually I usually I listen to stuff on tape because on tape. What am I seventy? Um, I listen to things on Audible uh, because it's just so much easier because I'm on the road so much. But uh, I've I've had you know my wife and I every night we kind of have our routine where we sit down and we read a book and have some tea and. Talk about the good. No, we just and then read. That's what we do. So, uh, you know, I've I've figured 
I'd give you some insight on what I've been reading. I know that I'm always looking for book suggestions. And at this point, you're probably saying, I thought I was here for the Keep Shooting podcast. Uh, but that's all right. So, the, the, you know, I've read a few books. Uh, read, during this quarantine, read Shoe Dog, the Phil Knight story, the guy who, who started Nike. Really, really inspirational story. Really, really cool, man. Kind of just changed my perspective on Nike, which, you know, coming from Phil Knight, it's going to change your perspective. Uh, although I've always been a big Nike guy, I've always liked their stuff. Uh, really good book. Really good book. Really easy to read. Really fast, man. It's one of those books I couldn't stop. I couldn't put down. Uh, the second book I read was Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, that just takes on the growth mentality versus the fixed mindset. The growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, and how so often in history, uh, leaders with a with a with a fixed mindset, you know, see everything short term and can't can't see things in the, in, in the long term. Or, or for the benefit of the people around them, and it, it just—it's it, interesting. It's a—it's a good book, and I mean, it speaks to that whole idea of you know we need to be constantly learning. Like I'm—I'm I'm a shooting coach, but I'm constantly trying to get better at what I do. Uh, I have my you know my main things I focus on now, but maybe in five years it's going to be something completely different because I'm going to look back and say, hey man, what the heck were you doing? Why were you teaching that? Um, but that's what it is. We're, we're always evolving. We're always learning. And that's the only way that we can grow and then we can help the people uh, around us grow as well. So uh, that, that was a really that was a good one. Mindset. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss for the second time just because the first time uh, my daughter was being born that day that I read it. And uh, I, I feel like everything blanked. I just I, I don't. I was reading the book for the for the second time. I was like, man, I don't remember this at all. So I think my mind was in a whole different place. Uh, very entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial spirited. You know that whole that whole idea of you know being your own boss. How do you do it? How do you set it up? All that kind of stuff. Very very interesting book. Um, you know, worth the read. Definitely worth the read, especially if you're somebody trying to figure out. Hey man, can I can I start to free up more time for myself? I think at the end of the day, time is what we're all after. The money aspect of it is cool. Um, but the time, and especially like me having a little girl, I, I'm realizing how how valuable time is. I get to spend all of this time with my daughter um, that I, I never otherwise would have been able to, which is kind of crazy to think about. But so my uh, so we have shoe dog, we have mindset, four hour work week, um, seven brief lessons on physics. Which hey guy, why are you reading that? Um, thank goodness they were brief, uh, but you know. I, I I did it. I read it. Don't I don't know why that why that came across. You know why why I pre, I, I pressed uh, buy on Amazon, but that one came. Um, and then you, the one that I'm most recent. So I'm reading Sapiens right now, which is like the history of the uh, the history of Sapiens, Homo Sapiens, Neanderthals, or uh, you know all that kind of stuff. It's very interesting, man. It's kind of like on how we came to be, why our mindsets are the way they are, why we think the way we think, why we're in society. It's interesting. I'm about halfway through that, so I can't speak on that too much. But the book that I think had the biggest impact on me, and, and hopefully this will this will help some of you, um, is by Simon Sinek. It was it was the Infinite Game, and I think that I think that it resonated so much with me that it it was primarily a business book. You know, it, it was the the main theory is you know if you're in business. You're playing a game that goes on forever, right? There's no, there's really no actual winner or loser. So his whole thing is there's, there's finite games and there's infinite games. Like a finite game is a game of football. There's a winner, there's a loser, there's rules in between. After the clock goes, you know, hits double zeros, 
we all go home, we know who won, who lost. Whereas there's also infinite games, which you could really just apply to business. And there's no really, there's no real rules to it. And there's really never a winner and a loser. You know what I mean? Because the next day, things kind of just reset every single time. And it made me think a lot about kind of the landscape of, of, of what we view as winning versus losing, um, especially as, as me, I've, I've, I've definitely built myself up a lot on the social media platforms. And I feel like when people come to me, the, the, a lot of times I'll be like, well, how, how'd you get so, how do you get views or how do you get this many likes or how, you know, followers? And my response is always to them. I was like, it doesn't really matter. That stuff, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I guess, you know, it helps visibility. But at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't really matter. This book helped solidify that for me. Um, because it's all about how are you positioning yourself just to get better all the time? How are you positioning yourself in a way to help people so that, you know, when your time is done here, the impact that you made resonates for years and years to come. And I'm not necessarily sure views or likes or followers is anything that's, you know, going to do that. Um, And it sure as hell is not a game that you're ever going to win. So if you take anything from from this little little book report, um, if you're trying to accomplish something, if if you want to grow, whether it be on social media, whatever have you, Take care of what you know is valuable, what you know is going to help people, and just continue to build from there. Don't get caught up on this views versus followers versus likes because it just it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no winner. There's always going to be somebody that's going to get more. There's always going to be somebody that has more, you know, more followers. More, it doesn't matter. What matters is are you setting yourself up to be better than you were today? You know what I mean? And that's the big thing. So... Uh, the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, really, really good book. I loved it. Um, coincidentally, I was reading that. I finished that up right after uh, the first two episodes of uh, The Last Dance aired. And it made me think that um, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. But obviously, we all know that he's had troubles in the uh, in the ownership department. Not, not. I mean, I don't know internally. I don't know. But like... Um, Charlotte's never won anything, right? I don't even know if they've won a playoff series since since Mike's been there. But what it made me think about was Mike was such a he's such a killer on the court, man. But his his ability to be that lied within an, a finite game, right? There was a winner, there was a loser. He could always win, and he's so ultimately he's, he's just so competitive. So, so competitive, whether it be golf, you see him like whatever he does, dice games, whatever have you, card games, he has to win. There's a winner, there's a loser. <clears throat> and it's interesting because and I, I wonder if there's a little bit of a disconnect with him being the owner of a franchise because it no longer just becomes about winning or losing now. You're now the, you're now the owner of a business. You're responsible for people. So I wonder if there's like, if it, it'd be interesting to like, I would love to sit down and talk to him about anything, but it would be really interesting on how he would compare, you know, his playing days and his mindset then to how his mindset has to be now. Because I like, I know we always like to make sports analogies, the winners, the losers, but that it, it, in business, it doesn't really shake down that way because there's, there's really not, like I said, there's not really winners and losers. 
You know what I mean? Like, are people in your organization happy? Are you helping them provide for their families? To me, at that point, like, that's, that's a win. But you still got to wake up and do it every day. There's, never, there's, not, there's not a finish line at the end of it. So those are, those are what I've been reading. I also, I also was reading um, The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins, which, holy moly, man, uh, never felt uh, less intelligent in my life. Um, I got about three quarters of the way through, and then uh, the Infinite Game showed up. And usually I never stop books midway through, but I stopped that one because, man, Richard Dawkins is a lot smarter than me. That's just kind of how it goes. I'll get back to it and I'll and I'll finish it. But the selfish gene was that w- was tough, and that's just all about you know why why do we continue to move on? Why do genes flourish? Is it because is it is are things you know altruistic versus selfish? All this kind of stuff. Um, again, probably lost about a million people right now, and by a million, I mean probably. 17 out of the 25 that listen. So those are the books I'm reading. That's kind of what I'm doing, man. The keep shooting subscription to books. Obviously trying to stay as active as possible uh, in terms of in terms of fitness. I've been running every day, which is crazy because I hate running. I despise it. Um, but I've been doing that. I've also been doing tons of body weight stuff, a lot of resistance bands. I've been doing the ATG at home stuff for, for my knees and for my back and all that, which has been great. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, but the very last thing that I wanted to talk real quick, back to, hold on. I was supposed to do a podcast. Well, I, I started doing a podcast and things got all messed up the other day. And um, sometimes sometimes when I do podcasts, people will send me lists of questions ahead of time. And I'm actually not a huge fan of that. I'd rather just have, you know, off the top, whatever, whatever, ha- whatever comes to you, ask, and then I'll answer. But this guy sent questions, which, which is fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And... Uh, and actually, when people send questions, a lot of times I won't read them. But he sent questions, and I was reading them. And his one question was, if you could go back in time and tell your younger 12 or 13-year-old self anything, and you had any advice for that so that person, what would it be? And this is why I got on the book thing. This is Now I know what I'm talking about. If I could go back, I would tell myself to continue to read more. There's a really good quote. It says, the, word, the world is made up of words, and when you know the words that make up the world, you can do with it whatever you wish. Tom Bilyeu always says, you know, uh, book, reading books is ideas in equals ideas out. I can't explain to you the clarity that you receive after reading, after diving into something that you're not familiar with and, and, try and, and gaining an understanding of it. It doesn't just open up your mind to you know that particular subject it's going to open your open up your mind to a variety of other different things and the more we know the more we learn the more we continue to uh just work on ourselves in terms of you know what 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 we're capable of the more well-rounded the better person uh we're going to be and you never know what book what article whatever have you is going to springboard you into your next idea for whatever it is that you're passionate about so I would tell my younger self, keep reading. Read whatever interests you. There's no limit on it. If it's science fiction, read science fiction. If it's World War II books, read that. Like Whatever it is that interests you, read it. Because that's going to lead to more interests and more interests. And it's just going to snowball. So um, just, just, just read more. So if there's any younger kids that are reading this, or reading this, listening to this, Um, That'd be my advice for you as well.
read anything that interests you because you can't there's 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 no no one can ever take away what it is you know and the more you know the more valuable you become period but i'll get off my soapbox now but i i thought that that that, that was something i i, I like that question i thought it was a really good question all right so last lastly lastly i wanted to touch upon something um, that I am calling the straight line theory. And I'm not sure if this exists. Uh, I know I ran it by Rob, and he was like, and his response was like, yes, the straight, the straight line theory is real. So this may be something that maybe Rob even already has, uh, has done. I don't know. Uh, but I believe that this is, uh, this is what I'm going to start <clears throat> pushing a little bit more. And I figured I would give some backstory to it. So, um, I always say when we're shooting or to a player when I'm working with a player, I'll say, imagine that ball moving in one continuous straight line without changing directions, right? The key word there is imagine. The key word is imagine. Now, what happens is when I start saying this and start putting into text form, some people will say... Man, straight line, you can't do a straight line. And then they'll go into, you know, providing pictures and video, whatever have you. But it's not about the actual straight line. And this is where it's going to get a little dicey. And hopefully I can talk my way out of this. But it's about the, the theory of a straight line. We all know what a straight line looks like, right? So if I were to ask you, if I were to put you on a football field, and I was going to say, all right, I want you to run from this side, this end to that end. And I was to mark, you know, mark a, mark a spot in the end zone or something like that. And I said, what's the quickest way to get there? And you'd be like, straight line. Okay. So now I want you to run to that. I want you to run to that marker, get there as fast as you can, and, uh, and, and we'll make it happen. So you do it. Now, if I actually mapped out your path, Right. There's a really good chance that you probably veered off course a little bit, maybe even a few inches. Right. But you still veered off course. But if I asked you at the end of it, I was like, how'd that go? And you're like, well, you know, I ran as straight as I could. Exactly. You ran as straight as you could. You, in theory, know the quickest way to get from point A to point B is a straight line. Right. We know that we know what that straight line would look like in our minds. We can picture what a straight line looks like. Are we actually physically able to do it? Maybe, maybe not. Running is a little bit easier, right? But still, it's going to be, there's going to be some variance. I take that same theory and apply it to shooting. I want that ball to travel in one continuous direction as much as possible without stopping. Now, is it physically possible? Debatable. Are we all going to be able to do it? No. But we can all visualize it. We can all see it. And if we can see it, then we can start to put our body in a position to do the best we can to make it happen. Now, does that mean that ball is, does that mean that it's, like I said, that, that does not mean that the ball is never going to change directions. I understand that's going to happen. But the theory behind it, the meaning behind it, is the more we can limit the change of directions, the more repeatable a shot we have, the quicker it's going to get from point A to point B, the more repeatable it is. All we want to do is take away variables. The more variables we can take away, the simpler the shot becomes, the simpler the shot becomes, the more repeatable it now becomes, right? So when I say things such as bring the ball closer to the body, I don't mean necessarily that it has to 
touch your body the entire time. But the whole idea of it is if we can lock that wrist in and then start to move that ball up the body in a relatively straight line, that straight line that you can imagine, you can't necessarily do, but you can imagine yourself doing, okay, now we've just, we've just solved the problem of that ball getting away too far from your body, lit wrist loading late, and that ball really coming to a stop going backwards before it goes forwards. So that's what we're after. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the end goal there. You know what I mean? Um, but I know a lot of people will take that and they'll, they'll run with it saying, this, is, this, this makes no sense. Nothing could ever travel in a straight line. It's about trying our best to get to that point. So that's what I'm calling the, the straight line theory. Because if you can see it, if you can imagine what it would look like, you're going to start to put yourself in a position to get closer to it. And that's all we really want. That's all I want as a shooting coach. I just want you to get to a point where we're able to, where we're able to repeat. Because if we, can, if we can repeat time and time again, now we're on our way to doing really good things. Greatness repeats. There's no and, ifs, or buts about it. Greatness repeats, period. The best in the world, you find their shots, you look at them shoot, they shoot the same way every single time. There's going to be variance because there's different shots at different points. I get that. But for the most part, people at the highest level have gotten there because they know how to repeat. So that's my... Um, that's my, my, my really quick spiel on, uh, on what I'm calling the straight line theory and, and why I kind of preach a lot of the things that I do. Um, I, I'm going to expand on it more. And I'm trying to think of a, a creative way to, uh, to post about it, to put it out there, because um, I, I know how visual we are. We're such visual people that the more, the more we can see something, uh, the more it, it connects the dots for us. So so hopefully, uh, hopefully I can drum something up and we'll go from there. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. This wasn't a super long one, but I'm glad I checked back in. Um, you know, as always, rate, review, subscribe. I sound like combo, um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I hope everybody's doing well during this quarantine. If you got anything from it, I guess read, right? Read a book and then, uh, but we'll go from there. So um, this is it. I'm signing out. Uh, any suggestions for a new one, any topics you want me to do, to include, uh, just shoot me a, shoot me a message on Instagram and as always, we'll go from there. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week with it and, uh, and we'll go from there. See ya.